Good evening and welcome back to another edition of the JMU Sports Blog Podcast. I'm Todd. I'm joined as always by my buddy Rob. What's going on, Rob? No, nothing. Just kind of coming down from that weekend of NFL excitement. That was a heck of a weekend. I, yeah, yeah, it's really hard to... Uh, I felt bad for Josh Wells because he's like getting called out on the broadcast. And it was like, come on, man. Like <laughs> He would... I actually that got one the other direction, football, but he kind of he was doing better at the end of the game. Like he was on one leg. Yeah, oh, he yeah. was on. I, I do not like Bruce Arians at all, but Bruce Arians went out of his way to say mm-hmm. that Wells did a heck of a job, and he was way more injured than he let on for anybody who's right. indicating. Like that one play. I mean, first of all, it's Aaron Donald. Yes. What are you gonna do? <laughs> You'd need. I, I wouldn't be able to block him with three good legs, let right. alone just one. You know. Um, but Wells was like blocking him and then went like walking back to the huddle. Saw, he was limping back. Like he was doing everything he could not put pressure on that ankle. So I go the other direction. I thought it was kind of like a warrior type, type yes. performance. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, it was a fun weekend. And, and um, I don't know. It was kind of cool. There was a lot of, I, I, it took me a while to realize the Rams who are so like top heavy with stars, but they're very like um, G5 stars. Yeah. Like G5 slash F. I mean, Cooper Cup from FCS, FCS but yeah. Josh Allen. I don't know. There was a lot of like G5 people um, around the, the playoffs yeah. this week. Yeah. I yeah. feel like the whole Bills team is like built on that, right? Dibs yeah. went to Maryland, like, which is P5, but not, you know, like yeah, whatever. Kind of like, yeah. Like, asterisk. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Um, Jerry Hughes is on that defense from TCU, I mean, who's yeah. also, you know, whatever. Anyways. Yeah. It was awesome. Cooper weekend. Cup over in NFC. Yeah. 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 Um, a lot of guys and man, I mean, yeah, that was just really fun. And I hope we can cool. hope we get two more. I mean, yeah, and a, and a couple big wins from Jamie basketball. Not, not exactly a defensive yes. struggle no. with the men's team, but I was happy they pulled that out. What was it 95 94? Yeah, the, the final. Yeah, and we've been they've been kind of you know, it just still feels like they're getting their feet underneath them or like getting back together post one month COVID pause yeah. slash holiday break, right. Yeah. So, I mean, they're two and one since then or whatever it is, three and one. I, I don't even, I'm losing track now, but I don't know. They're playing fine. They're playing well. And it's a weird league. You know, yeah. you got Towson and, and UNCW playing very well, but anybody else, it's like any given night, you, you could yeah. see teams drop on them. I guess you still have Northeastern still looking for its first win, I believe, but everybody else is, you know, had at least one surprising loss and one surprising win. Mm-hmm. Um. Actually, Rob, you'll appreciate this. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Wogish were in town this weekend, last week or so. And uh, he got to go. He went to the game when they lost on the buzzer beater uh, to UNC Wilmington. He was like, gosh, it was terrible. And he's like describing the play for me. And then, yeah, it was was very like a jurors, very like Jersey basketball head, you know, old school hoop head guy talking, (laughs) explaining this to me like uh, over the weekend. And, but, but he did say, he's like, that place is really nice. Yeah, He's I like, I don't mean nice for like JMU. I mean like nice, nice. <laughs> it was yeah, like, that's what everybody's yeah. saying. I, I've yet to hear a bad thing about it. Yeah, so that was really cool. So this for us, we are going to talk basketball for as long as basketball goes on um, and whatever winter sports we can, we have to cover here. But we are starting coach coach season here or, or uh, spring season here, Rob. Yeah. Uh, tonight, we are going to have Coach Shelley from Women's Lacrosse. Really, really excited. I didn't need to say women's lacrosse at JMU, just lacrosse at JMU. Um, yeah. And just we need to make a motion. To... Should, should JMU ever get a men's team? I think the women deserve to be called Jamie lacrosse and the men will be known as Jamie men's lacrosse. I, I, I think, think that works. That. 
Yeah, seconded. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> right, yes, a... Absolutely. Yeah. So, and this is going to be really fun for us because the last time we talked to Coach Shelley was, uh, bef- you know, bracketing the 2018 season. Um, but, but really, we, the last time we did a, pre- a season preview with her officially was before mm-hmm. they won the title. Uh, yeah. So it's going to be exciting to talk to her for a team that has two preseason All-Americans. Um, yeah. And um, some, pre- you know, they're starting, I think, ranked 12th, I saw in one poll. So and they've real... got a schedule that is that is tough, even by Coach Shelley's standards. You know, oh, she yeah. does not back down from anybody, and she really loads them up on the preseason this year more than ever. I mean, it's yeah. just like tournament team after tournament team after tournament team. Yeah, but big thanks to her for the time. This is going to be a really fun conversation. Uh, we're going to be talking to some other JMU folks coming up the next couple of weeks, and then we're going to be expanding this out with some other great guests through the spring. We're we're working very hard on a kind of spring. I don't know what to call it. A, uh, a theme. Look ahead. Yeah, look, look ahead. ahead. Yes, a big look ahead to next fall. Um, and we're going to have some fun with that the next couple of weeks. So with that, we're not going to talk about much else. I mean, we've done basketball. Uh, I, I like that you <laughs> – a couple things over the weekend, Rob. You, you were on point on the Twitter account. I was uh, pretty pretty MIA this weekend. And, and you uh, both getting Kiki to win the fan voting by Elena Landslide. <laughs> Just to spite the CAA was pretty great. Yeah, I love that. I love that. The conference player of the week tweets that go out. Right. And then and then having a little fun with um, the NFL playoffs as well yesterday. Yes. So in any case, uh, Rob, I, I'll talk to you probably next week. Yeah. Um, unless you want to get back on after do a outro. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll cover we'll, we'll it. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I guess we should say, speaking of Mr. Wogish, go to Mossy Creek. Um, yes. Go by the store, mention the podcast anytime. Uh, those guys will be glad to hear from you. So. Oh, and you know what? I actually got noticed we are we are still on with our friends at Home Field Apparel. Oh, so is there a discount code? There's the discount code still, jamiesportsblog.com. As you guys know, this is one of our favorite brands. We've been working with them for a little while now. Um, just make outstanding shirts, sweatshirts, uh, really, really great logos, diamond deep into the history of each school. They really outdid themselves with the JMU stuff, and we cannot recommend it enough. Go by homefieldapparel.com, and promo code JMU Sports Blog will get you 15% off. Yep, that's cool. And that, that applies to um, other schools as well. If you have not just JMU stuff, but not just anything JMU on the stuff. Side. So if you, you want to buy gifts for, I don't know, fans who are misguided, um, you, you can do <laughs> so there using the same discount code. So, all right, Rob, I'll talk to you next week. Yeah, have a good week, everybody. All right, go, Dukes. Coach uh, Coach Shelley Clace is here with us, uh, former national champion, coach of the Dukes, Jamie Lacrosse. Coach, thank you for joining us it's today. Awesome guys, I'm really excited to be here with you tonight and talk a little lacrosse. Yes, thank yeah, you. Well, you're the last coach to win a national championship at JMU. People seem to forget that um, in the haze of football and and women's college world series appearance. Yeah, so oh, yeah. exciting <laughs> to see other sports kind of like chipping away at it. But I definitely am excited yeah, right. that. You know, we've reminded people that it can be done. It can, it can. And you're going to get right back at it. Uh, what are we, two and a half weeks away? You got North Carolina starting. Tell us a little bit about the schedule you put together, Coach. Even by your standards, this is a gauntlet you put together this year. Yeah, you know, we didn't know what was coming down with conference realignment. And we are so thankful that we went for it. 
Um, you know, we knew that we had um, a great team, um, specifically on the defensive end. And, you know, we wanted to put as much challenge on this team as possible heading into this year. Um, and we were able to attract some really awesome opponents, um, one after the other, after the other. Yeah, no joke. No joke. I mean, it, it is a, it's a fun schedule from a fan perspective. I mean, you see a big game every week, um, just one after another. It's, we really are looking forward yeah, to it. Yeah. I mean, our goal is to make certain that we are in that national championship tournament. You know, our goal is to compete for a national championship and we're not going to let anything, um, distract us from that goal. Uh, we love hearing that. Um, well, and, and speaking of the start, so you're starting out with a, uh, one of the national, you know, one of the participants in last year's championship game, right? We're starting out with the Tar Heels at home, um, this year. Is this a good thing, a bad thing? Like, I mean, it doesn't get much harder than coming out of the gate this way, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, we've been able to, um, retain this as a home opener or a season opener, um, gosh, for the last seven or eight years now. And um, it's an incredible opponent. It's a total win-win. Um, you know, even if you put yourself out there and you lose to um, what will be the number two nationally ranked program in the country, nobody sees that as a, you know, negative. And if you can compete and put yourself in a position to win, then you have everyone's eyes on you for the rest of the season. So we love the fact that, you know, our team isn't afraid to take risks um, and put ourselves in a position to be challenged by the best. Yeah, no That's... doubt. I mean, it's win-win for both teams. I think they're saying the same thing. North Carolina fans and North Carolina program knows that they can face the top team. It's not like, you know, you're not taking on, this isn't, you know, a Cinderella story. This is two top programs going That's right. It. And that's um, why we've been able yeah. to retain it. You know, you know, yeah. that program really respects us. They know we give them a good game and they never know what to expect from us. So it's a, it's a great challenge for them as well. Yeah. yeah. So tell us a little bit about this year's team. You mentioned, you mentioned defensively, you know, you've got an all American defender and obviously Molly in between the pipes. What else should we expect from this team this year? Yeah, we have, you know, really great returners and, and that keeps the storyline on them. Right. So, you know, some other players um, that we're going to be really kind of leaning in on, on the defensive end. Um, you know, I think Char Smith, Charlotte Smith is, um, She's played for the Canadian national team. She's been a captain for the U19 World Cup squad. Um, and she comes off her freshman campaign just generating a lot of confidence. Um, she's someone that's being considered for the Canadian um, Olympic squad for their sixes um, team. And she's just playing with a lot of confidence right now. Um, in the midfield, you know, Lizzie Fox is a name that people don't know of. You know, she kind of took the team on her shoulders and that OT goal to help us come up with the championship, um, you know, against Drexel um, this past year. But until that moment, um, you know, I, I don't think she saw herself as a scorer that we recruited her to be. So we're excited to see her turn that corner. And then on the attacking end, you know, I think that, you know, the ball is going to be running through Caitlin Morgan behind the goal. Um, Casey Knobloch, like through the gut, and then Isabella Peterson is going to be a force all over the field, not just on the attacking end. She's going to be all over our draw control, and she's really going to make a statement um, in this season, no doubt. 
That's great to hear. And well, speaking of draw controls, I'll just jump ahead to a different question. You got Haley Warden on staff this year, and I feel like she's the, um, you know, she's kind of the pinnacle of <laughs> draw control, right, <laughs> for this program. Um, you know, how exciting, A, like, is it exciting to have her back on staff? Are, you know, what do you expect from her? And B, like, did you get to watch her this summer? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, like we did? Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, you're talking about yeah. the warden of Sentara, right? She yeah. is, um, she's been glued to this program. And for her to um, continue to want to pay it forward and put her time and energy into developing the athletes that have come behind her, I think is a, is a testament to what we're trying to do. Um, you know, she is getting better. Um, you know, as a postgraduate, she is really, um, committed to our fitness. And I think that her athleticism, um, because of her mobility is really just shining throughs, you know, being able to be ahead, uh, like a top point getter in, you know, athletes unlimited, um, on the draw controls and ground balls and calls turnovers. Um, she's just a force to be reckoned with. We're really excited to see her continue her career. That's great. Yeah. So for everybody who doesn't know, I'm the uh, I'm the idiot on the lacrosse front. Uh, Rob knows a little bit. Coach knows a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Um, and yeah, I'm the one who's like, wow, we get to watch Haley play on TV. <laughs> like, yeah. So this is really cool. Uh, and it's great to see. I'm so excited that she's continuing to play. Exactly. And she did. Like she signed so her contract. Rare. Yeah. Um, for another season with Athletes Unlimited. And, you know, the fact that she was able to garner that first captain role right out of the gate, I think just shows how competitive she is. Um, it's a really exciting time for women's lacrosse. And the fact that we have the TV access is going to help people to be able to follow the game. Coach, how does stuff like that help recruiting in the program at large? Like you mentioned, like JMU is known for being a program that goes toe-to-toe. It does not back down from anybody. You've got a national championship in your back pocket. Like when we spoke to you last time, I think you said it was going to take a couple of cycles for recruiting to really the effects of that national championship take hold just due to the way that it came, you know, in what, what was it like late May or, you know, how's that all these things coming together, the growth of the game, the more exposure, Athletes Unlimited, how has that improved your job recruiting and what ways has it made it harder? Well, I think that it's just validating that we belong. And, you know, I think the um, fact that not only are athletes getting these nods, they're doing well when they get there, I think is, is really important for us right now, you know, um, to be able to keep some of our top, you know, um, really high profile players in the game like Haley Warden. Um, Maddie McDaniel just got hired at Navy um, as their volunteer coach. Um, you know, this is really big for for our program to be able to continue to have these strong ambassadors um, show the character of our program and the talent that we have within. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Hey, and also we mentioned like, unfortunately, your team can't play in the CA tournament. How did you handle that? Like what was, I know there was a lot of kind of outrage from fans. What did you do? Did you try to channel that as motivation? Did you let everybody get out of your system? Is it, you guys pulling the chip oh, yeah. on your shoulder? Like, I mean, it's all about channeling head? and fueling <laughs> the fire. And, you know, I, you know, I let my team see a little rage. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, um, and now it's redirecting their focus into things that we can control. And, 
you know, what's out there is that we have an incredible schedule, like you guys mentioned, and we have the opportunity to not only run through an amazing non-conference schedule, all of those conference games are now regular season games for us. And we have an opportunity to go down and leave our mark um, at the top and go out Mm -hmm. the way we intended as regular season champions of 2022. Um, You know, this team is on a mission. Um, They have unified. They have a motto. I mean, they literally, it's, um, they're on a mission. They are unleashed in 2022. And that number 22 has more um, power than I think people realize. Um, It's not only the year that we're currently in, um, it's the number of... um, one of our defensive captains on the team, Rachel Mady, and it's an opportunity to celebrate one of our core values and family and, you know, lift and honor her father um, that passed away this past year um, and really kind of motivate this team and pull this team together and remind us that, you know, um, this is a great opportunity that this team has to make a mark And, you know, every time we win games, people are going to be talking about this team and recognize what a mission we're really on. Yeah. Wow. You didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you should know, like, and your players should know people are going to recognize like you guys and softball are probably the last JMU teams from this era that have a, you know, no shots at any other programs, but you guys have a legit chance to make the NCAA tournament. With or without the CAA. Yeah. I mean, and that's what... You know, I mean, I think fans are excited for that. Well, this is an opportunity. I mean, we've been pushing this program for a while now to see themselves more than the CAA conference. Um, You know, for us in the recruiting world, the CAA held us back. Um, You know, when you're going up against Florida or Notre Dame or Maryland, you know, the fact that our football team wasn't even in Division One hurt us. We're recruiting at that mm-hmm. high a level. And so, yeah. you know, this is a great opportunity. Um, and, you know, I think that, um, yeah, we're excited. Good. Well, and speaking of, you know, this has been crazy. You guys won the title and then... You know, like the world fell apart the last few years. <laughs> I mean, just it's been such a challenge. And I and you guys were a spring sport, so you were the first ones taken out back in 2020. And then you had to, you know, last year was an adventure of kind of epic proportions for all college athletic programs. Uh, we've talked to Coach O'Regan a few times about that. And, and it's like just crazy. And, uh, you know, so who are the newcomers to this program? We know some of you are like, we're excited for Rachel Mady and Molly Darty to be out there and they're bringing All-American status with them. Um, but, you know, whether this is freshmen or it's players that we just, as fans, I mean, you mentioned Isabella Peterson. Like, are, are there players, are there names we should be looking out for as yeah. fans uh, that, that we're, we haven't, like, thought enough about yet? <laughs> well, Isabella Peterson yeah. will make you watch her. I'm just going to throw that one out there. She's yeah. she's a force to be reckoned with. Um consistently dominating our practices. Um, but on the attacking end, um, we have two freshmen who are doing really great. Um, Olivia Mattis um, is a redshirt freshman. She is an ice hockey lacrosse player. So you'll see her handle 
um, is a little bit different. Um, it's not as upright. It's more relaxed. Um, it gives her different release points and she has, um, an outside shot that is going to be a huge weapon for us if we can open her up. Um, and then Caitlin McElwee is a freshman, um, a true freshman out of St. Paul's High School in Baltimore. Um, and that's a private school that is making a name for itself, just beating McDonough, number one program in the country um, this past year when Caitlin was a captain. Um, and, you know, she's... She's just unbelievably effective. Her lacrosse IQ, her timing, her ability to work off of other people's movement, um, her ability to catch finish um, under pressure with hits as a freshman is really impressive. So she would be great to take some pressure off some of our from our scores. Um, we have a great um, assisting game with this team, so I'm excited to see what some of the targets can do like Caitlin McAuley. Um and then in the midfield, I think it's up for grabs. You know, I think Ava France is not a new name, but she is a senior that is just, she's in her own. She's in her element. She isn't overthinking anymore. And I think she's just going to be a utility player that's going to do a lot of damage for us. Um, and then I'm hoping Maggie Clark can be a, a goal scorer in the midfield. We're looking for some points out of the midfield this year with Lizzie Fox. Um, and we're hoping Maggie Clark can step up as a Dodger. She's really, she's a track star out of Long Island, Bayport Blue Point state champions every year. Um, we're excited to see what her athleticism can do in the midfield for us. Got to replace Haggerty. That's right. Somebody. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That sounds easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So coach, oh. it sounds like this is a particularly tight team. Uh, you know, you talk about them setting the goals and them. The... Is that normally how you're in the locker room? Do you let, do you let the girls come up with their own goals or do you present them as a coach? How's that work? Well, I think the teams that have been the most successful are our player led teams. You know, I mean, as a coach, we're obviously going to drive the bus and we're going to, you know, pull them, drag them screaming if we have to. But, you know, when you have a team that's going to take initiative and um, get organized early and, you know, they have the voice and they establish the vision um, and then they're willing to push the team along. Um, those are the teams that, you know, I think really make something big happen. And, and you know, I'm excited for this team. They've worked hard in the offseason, and we've always said champions are made in the offseason. So, yeah, I think this is a special team. Um, you know, it's a team that both my assistant coaches had opportunities to go on and um, coach at Power 5 programs, and they chose to stay at JMU because the athletes, there's there's something going on here. and you know, we, we'd like to pull it together. That's fantastic. So, I mean, you seem, you seem legitimately excited. Like people can't see this is not, you can see the facial expressions. It's like you're rearing to go <laughs> and we're only in week two of practice, right? Day I mean, one, so week two. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, you got me coming off the winter break and I think again, you yeah. know, I'm motivated by the girls and, um, you know, they're, they've got a lot of conviction and um, they've got a lot of pride. I mean, this team, like you said, went through a lot of strife last year and, you know, um, could have been even so much better than they were, you know. And the fact that we were able to pull it together and, and run a type ship at the end when everything was on the line, I think shows the character. And, you know, for them to be able to pull it together and um, 
you know, remind themselves they can do it. I think it did make them closer. I think they are um, not taking anything for granted in their ability to come together and, and um, work hard as a team. And so I think that, you know, it's just a really exciting time for JMU lacrosse. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And like, I mean, this people, people look at this program and I still think there's a lot of JMU fans across all sports who view all of our teams as giant killers versus giants. But I think it's more like the mentality, I think with the lacrosse program is there because of the way you've scheduled year in and year out. And um, this is, this is just a fun program to be a part of. Um, I'm kind of excited about the chip on your shoulder element of the JMU mm-hmm. lacrosse program. I kind of yeah. like this murder everyone revenge tour aspect. Of oh, things. no question. <laughs> you know, I think you guys yeah. asked, you know, were we excited to be ranked 12 preseason? And the reality is, is, mm-hmm. you know, no, we expect to be a top 10 team and, you know, we, yeah. Prove that in the Sweet 16, you know, we were pretty much the team that reminded everyone that UNC was beatable, um, mm-hmm. you know, and we're still hovering outside the top 10 when teams like a Loyola College, for example, get whomped by a Syracuse, um, don't even show results that they're competing with a top 10 team and they're, boom, placed right in there. So. You know, for us, it is about every year chipping away at gaining that respect year to year. The fact that we're hovering around the top 10. Yeah, we understand that's largely in part with the national championship and the prowess of the team since then. But we're looking for more. That's great. Coach, I got to tell you, um, (laughs) without outing anyone, I'm friends with the parents of a Northwestern player right now. And I'm really tired of hearing about this. So I, w- I would love to uh, reassert the purple team, the, the correct purple team's power here this year. Yeah. So that's I good. hear you. Um, yeah. And um, this year with Big Ten but, not isolating itself in that bubble, you know. Bubble to just wander that's through. That's right. Yes, exactly. That's right. They can put yes. themselves out there a little yeah. bit. Maybe we can get that matchup and take them down, show them that's the true right. purple power. Well, and, and don't, you know, don't get everybody, you guys have a lot of games between now and then, but I saw you guys have a game on Saturday, March 12th with Rutgers at home. Um, I don't know if you've noticed this yet, but um, that's also the day that softball hosts Arkansas. And I think there's a little fan interest in making that weekend. a Okay. Um, Yeah. For some even sort of external outside the program. Please tell me the games are not at the same time. I, I don't know exactly, but I think there's an interest in making sure that both parks are well attended. That would fans. be awesome. Uh, yeah, I was just, it's an excited, you know, it's hard, right? Because I, I do think you guys, I mean, you kind of are working away at your own goals, but fans are just as frustrated by the CAA stuff as anyone else. And it's been really disappointing for both basketball programs, you know, that like they have this, they've launched this new arena and they're very excited and they had this big win and everybody's having fun that, you know, both teams beat UVA and that was really fun, but, yeah. but there's only so much to build towards, you know, yeah. where with you all, it feels like, Oh, we can get back on the bandwagon and do this. You know, yeah. this is a team that has a real chance. At there's another path. It's not, yeah, it's not like a, we could still yeah. be talking about this in April or May. Well, that's the goal, you know, you know one right. game yeah. at a time, so but we have a lot of opportunity yeah. ahead of us. So I appreciate that you guys see yeah. that. Yeah. And, and look, we put you on the spot in 2018, and then we debated whether to delete the question. <laughs> You've kind of already answered it tonight. We asked, do, how do you guys go, set goals? And do you really talk about, like, can you win the national championship? Like, do you talk about, like, can we go to the Final Four? 
Yeah. You know, and it sounds like for this program, I mean, they took some things were taken off the table for you all by no fault of your own this year. Um, yeah. You know, but how much do you all talk about, you know, do you think about the big Absolutely. You know, or do you, yeah. we can't be afraid to talk yep. about our goals and, you know, discuss whether or not they're truly attainable or if we don't feel they are, what are the gaps that we need to close in order to get there? And this team understands that they have some gaps, but it's very attainable. And, you know, when you have them believing that, that's the player-led team that can do so much more. Um, you know, so I'm excited. You know, instead of wallowing in their misery, they're focused on what they can achieve. And, you know, we have 16 or 17 games on our schedule. Um, we're going to try to stay healthy so that we can compete in each and every one of those. And if we do our job, um, you know, it is enough to put us in a position to be respected for that at-large opportunity and winning a regular season conference championship would do just that. Yeah. yeah, that feels that way for sure. Now, how do you yeah. balance it though? Like clearly you've got to set the bar and you need to say this is where we're trying to go as a program. But then you also mentioned, I mean, you're a coach. So I heard that, you know, one game at a time type thing. How do you balance that? How do you keep people from, you know, being focused on the larger goal, but doing it, you know, at a game by game pace? Well, I think it comes back to our habits and, you know, um, action. So talk, uh, it's one thing to be able to talk the talk but are they backing it up with action? And so depending on what I'm seeing as a coach, I might have to redirect their focus and say, I hear what you're saying, but are we actually doing what we need to be doing to accomplish that lofty goal? And so my job becomes the checks and balances along the way to make sure that um, the actions are reflecting what's coming out of their mouth. Okay. That, that's really interesting. That, that's neat. Yeah. So it's really, it sounds like you put a lot of this on the players and you really hold them accountable, for kind of holding each other accountable. Yeah. But, I mean, it's um, developing. Is that, just, is that the overall culture? Yeah. Developing yeah. mindset, developing the ability to understand how to put a long-term goal out there and then understand how to, we call it chunking it up. You know, how are we going to chunk this up, um, chop this up, to measure ourselves along the way, you know? So we won't, once we get into season, we won't be talking about May again until we get through February. Once we learn February, that'll help us to be able to talk about March. And so we'll learn about the team and we'll work on refocusing them along the way, depending on how we're doing, you know, within these chunks. Um, And we kind of see it as three months, you know, we have February, March, April, three months to kind of chip away at this goal of um, competing for a national championship and getting back to the final four. Yeah. So how's it work? You mentioned that this is day one of week two. How much time do you and the other coaches get with the girls in the fall? And we get, you know, we have a total of um, 136, 132 practices. Um, Mm -hmm. So um, basically they count back from championship weekend of the CAAs um, through to your first practice, January 15th. Um, Typically that's around 90 some days. So whatever's left is put into the fall. And then we're allowed um, five competition days you know, at this point. So 
five competition days in the fall, generally around 30 some practices. So it's about six weeks of time, give or take. And then, you know, we're allowed, we have a, um, a universal start date for our sport. And that's the third Saturday of um, September, being able to compete on that um, second Saturday of February. Okay. Yeah. So it's all been standardized now for the sport of lacrosse. Wow. That is hyper specific. We were not aware of that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I had no idea. That's why no, I like, like that. 132. <laughs> that's really, yeah. Oh. That, that's really neat. Now, I do know. you change your approach every, like obviously as a college coach and as a, somebody who's built a successful program and had it sustained, I imagine you've got these, you know, you've got your trunking and you've got the culture. To, do you need to change up your approach based on different teams or the makeup of it or is it you pretty much try to you've got something that works and and you go back to it every year I think it's a combination of both I mean we have our you know um you know our pass downs within the program you know we have our um you know certain things established with the way that you know we run things um but Every team might have different weaknesses, um, whether that's because of the leaders and maybe gaps that they have in what they're seeing and their ability to articulate and pull the team together. Or it's your underclassmen that are coming in and we've got to get them up with the rest of the team. Um, so, you know, depending on the year, you know, there are going to be certain things that are, are going to change up. Um, and that's really the coaching staff's job to be able, again, to identify those problems early and be able to close those loops. Cool. That, I'm sorry. I'm just, I, I find the whole philosophy of trying coaching and managing really fascinating. So I apologize if that was too in the weeds. But oh, no, I love I it. I kind of geek out for that stuff. Okay, cool. Thank you very much for asking or for, for answering. Yeah. And we'll, we'll, we'll ask you one more on the team here. You've got a few players who were with you have been with you all the way, right? You obviously uh, back in goal, you, <laughs> you've got the anchor of all anchors um, for this team going all the way back to 2018. Um, and you bring, I, I think we were talking about before you've got Rachel Mady, uh on the back line. And then you've got a couple, you've even got another super senior, Katie Chikoski coming back and, um, can we hope to see her a little more this year? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, a healthy Kate, a healthy Katie Chikoski is unstoppable, you know, and, and we're, we're being patient right now. She continues to build, um, you know, all of her um, strength and mobility back. Um, but she is just an unbelievable calming force for this team. Her vision and um, teamwork is exceptional. She's the glue. And so if we can get her back there with, um, you know, helping to support Caitlin Morgan, um, Britt Bill and Olivia Mattis, I think it's just going to make our team that much stronger. Oh, that's cool to hear. Yeah. Cause we saw some flashes there at the end of last oh, season yeah. Oh, again, yeah. you know, and we're like, okay, like, yeah, this could happen. Even again. an unhealthy yeah, so. Katie Chikoski is yeah, a stuff. It's pretty good. Um, yeah. We'll yeah. use whatever we can use you know, we'll, we'll take advantage of whatever we can get out of her. And then obviously Molly Doherty, you know, um, gave me tremendous confidence in putting our schedule out there. You know, we had an opportunity that last game that we picked up was Ohio State and, you know, a lot of back and forth in the office of, you know, should we take the opponent that we chose to not take over Ohio State? And we're like, you know what, what are we doing? We've got Molly, you know, and if Molly's yeah. not there, we got Kat, um, you know, behind her. And, you know, it's a, it's a great, we have a great, 
um, asset in our goaltenders right now, and it's an opportunity to challenge this team. That's great to hear. Yeah, <laughs> and, and very exciting for fans. So. Rob, you got anything else there? No, just thank you so much, Coach. I know we're all looking forward to it. We've got the North Carolina game uh, circled. It's something we look forward to every year, as you mentioned. Um, we are very excited about this team. You never know. Like some coaches come in and, and downplay it or try to hide things. You don't, and we appreciate that. You know, you're an open book. I love your enthusiasm for this team. And as a fan, it's just got me very excited for the season That's awesome. I love that you guys are covering it. You know, the more you can help us get – you know, yep. our sport out there. I think JMU fans have a lot going for them in JMU lacrosse. Yeah. And only a couple more months of flow sports. And then. Well, to be honest, we didn't even get flow sports in lacrosse. Oh, no, you don't even this, get that. Oh. This is going to be our first experience with them. Um, and that UNC okay. game that you talk about, we just found out today is going to be a LAC Sports Network game. So that one's going to be oh, tele- cool. uh, televised. So that'll be great. All right, we'll get to watch that one. Good. Awesome. Well, good luck, Coach. Um, We'll we'll bother you again after you win, uh, you know, after you win lots of games late in the season. So I I, I don't want to put the, you know, we're not putting the pressure on here. We're just, yeah, it's really exciting to talk to you. And and good luck to your players. I mean, just enjoy it. I mean, I'm sure they're going to have a whole nother world next year. Um, But this year's team is, it looks really special. It is. It's a great team. You know, I just. And I'm yeah. going to encourage you guys I mean, to get Haley Warden on this show. Um, I would love to. She's, yeah, that she's would be great. great. You would love to talk to her. And then, um, obviously, anytime you want to talk to me, I'm very interested. Yeah. Thank you. Well, we've been obsessed with Athletes Unlimited because it, it's been such a great opportunity for JMU athletes. And we're actually just about to watch Kirby Burkholder, you know, been gone from JMU, women's basketball star. But she's been gone since 2012. Yeah. And she's on the new – she's in the new – roster just getting ready to start it's incredible um it's just cool too the way that they're they're getting more eyes on the sport and really eyes on the personalities and letting the athletes drive it and it's a cool exactly well and like you you've had molly playing on the national team and you know Alyssa humphreys playing on the softball national team i mean people forget this stuff like it's really cool that we're getting opportunities to see players do other things well even haley Um, she is still being considered as a player pool for us, they just, yeah. because of COVID yeah. didn't get to try out in mm-hmm. January. Um, but she's yeah. a, she's a contender. Um, we're not yeah. sure how they're going to finalize the list now, but um, we know she's on the bubble. Wow. Yeah, well, we'll something to keep an eye on. Yeah, yeah. We'll be watching and rooting for sure, because it, it's just, that part's been really exciting for us um, the last few years, getting all these opportunities for our, athletes we used to not get to see play afterwards you guys keep doing you're doing a great job i got again getting prepared for this call tonight i looked at you you know into you guys a little bit more and you're doing great so you got a big following so keep it up well thank Thank you very much much, it's been really fun to watch all these great programs and all the success it's a good time to be a jamie sports fan yeah so all right go thank you see you later bye-bye all right see ya For my children, I did what I had to do. My family left Honduras when they killed the Sandinistas. We fought our coyote through the dust of Mexico. Every one of them.
except for me survive and I am still alive I was a healer I was gifted as a girl I laid hands upon the world someone saw me sleeping naked in the noon sun I heard witchcraft in the whispers and I knew my time would come the bastards hung me at the ceiling I was healed but I am living still I was a freedom rider when we thought the south had won Virginia in the spring of 61 I sat down on the Greyhound that was bound for Mississippi. My mother asked me if that ride was worth my life. And when the shots rang out, I never heard the sound. But I am still around. Now take that.